HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Fairway Market, like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, we're here at Roberta's at uh, the home of Heritage Radio Network. As usual, it's uh, Monday, and it's pretty brisk. It's been chilly lately. It's kind of the dead of winter, and it might not be the best time to shop or go out of your way and make it through a blizzard or something like that to, to go to a farmer's market or... You might not have a winter CSA, and that's, you know, the last thing on your mind is... Uh, you know, summer and, and, you know, joining one. So um, I'm really excited to have a, a couple of guests on today who have a startup um, or are starting up a new company. I don't know if you can call it a startup if it's not like a su- super tech, technological thing, um, but it is very exciting. It's called Quincipal, and um, it basically allows you to shop locally from local farms with really great food. Like, really good food products, not just sort of, it's a, okay, it's local, but, like, they choose the best food, and they put it together in a weekly box that you can get, and they provide some recipes, but really allow you to do a lot with it. Am I getting, am I getting the gist here or not? You do, yes. Okay, so that is uh, co-founders, Marcus Jacoby and Kate Galassi. How are you? We're awesome. I should, I should just leave it to you to explain what Quincipal is right well first of all i think you can actually call it a startup oh Um, (laughs) it is it is a weekly um grocery food delivery service um so what we do is we source from a few dozen farms every week um products from meat products dairy products um produce snacks starch bread bakeries cheese makers um pack them up and bring them to our customers' homes. And it's not... Uh, so, I mean, uh, if you're familiar with CSAs, which is you kind of like... You sign on with this one farm and you get their produce throughout a season. 
How is it different from that? Well, you sign on, so it's a subscription service. Um, but um, we source from next week, I think, 30 farms. And each week, 10 new farms join um, our portfolio in that sense. So you get a variety of a supermarket, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, most of the products come from, as you said, local farms okay. from New York City, from around New York City. Well, one of the big differences about how we source versus working with a CSA, in addition to you know this wide variety of farms that we work with, we do work with some farms that aren't local because we wanted to be realistic about what people want in the winter. You don't just want sweet potatoes and celery root and black radishes every week. You want some greens and everybody eats citrus and rice. And we wanted to bring those foods that people were going to the grocery store and buying anyway, but we wanted to get them from phenomenal farms. So we have brown jasmine rice in next week's box, but it comes from a tiny 20 acre farm in Louisiana. And I've been to the farm and I've met the farmer. So it's kind of combining the best of a CSA in terms of buying directly from the farmer, but with being more realistic about what kind of food people want to eat every week. Right. So it's a kind of like a curated selection of, of the best of the best right then. Absolutely. Is this uh, similar to what uh, uh, similar roles that you've done before? I know you're a forager for the Spotted Pig and then All's Well, Kate? Yes. So um, that was another big motivation behind what we wanted to do. We wanted to take the same quality food that restaurants have access to, you know, Roberta's among them. But often that kind of food doesn't make it way, make its way into grocery stores or small retail Key shops. foods, bodegas. Exactly. <laughs> so we wanted to... You know, I've been working with all these farms. A lot Nothing of them against in- key foods, by the way. <laughs> no, key foods is a is a total Brooklyn staple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> and so I wanted to take those relationships that I've had with farms for years. Some of them in California. Some of these totally awesome tiny organic farms in the hills of Ojai, um, and get those food foods directly to people. Mm-hmm. So it it sounds like there's a lot of rich story and. Um just a, a wonderful, yeah, just history about each each selection that you have each week. Um, do do folks get to choose like what kind of a box they'd like each week, or like what what happens? Well, right now um, there's no choice, so mm-hmm. we have one selection of products. For the future, we would love to add more variety to what kind of boxes or selections people. Um, mm-hmm. get um, also the sizes right now right. it is we always say it's a two people box oh um, okay yeah so you're committed to that selection but not necessarily any certain recipe right because you can make right, a lot of different things exactly I mean we give we put recipes in and tips and ideas what to how to prepare the products mm-hmm. we bring um, but at the same time we encourage people to just do what they feel comfortable doing with those products. And yeah. if there's an evening that you say, oh, what do I do with that sweet potato? Um, you know, there will be most likely one or two recipes in the box giving yeah. you an idea what you could do. Let, letting you be creative. Because I've been hearing a lot of things about these like recipe boxes and order, you know, is some, of the, some of the bigger places like even Fresh Direct have that kind of service where you can just click and like have all these pieces of you know, like one single servings worth of, uh, I don't know, uh, tomatoes or yeah, cabbage right. or mm-hmm. two tablespoons so of olive oil. So, principle is totally different from that, or 
we consider ourselves uh, entirely different, yes, mm -hmm. because we are not a recipe box. Um, you don't get exactly the amount of produce you need to prepare one or two meals. So mm -hmm. we have a pound of potatoes in it or a third of a pound cheese, even though you might just need yeah. one and a half ounces to put on your sandwich. Or mm -hmm. um, in that sense, we are more a farmer's market box with the addition of a right. few recipes and a few ideas of what you could do with the products you get Got it. to your home. And, and about the two-person serving thing you mentioned, Kate, because I had the pleasure, I will let you know now, of trying um, their first boxes last week. And I was able to feed, I think, four people. Yeah, four people with, with what was in that box. Easily, actually. There's like plenty of snacks left over. Um, let me tell you what I did, because I'm sure. so excited to share. Um, I had some friends who were like working late in a long meeting. And so I opened up the box, totally didn't know what was inside it. And there was like a beautiful loaf of Grand Daisy Bakery's, what was it? Rye? Pane Sete Grani. Yeah, that. It was really good. And then there was a beautiful wedge of cheese that was, tom what was that, Tom? That Alpha Tolman, it's the newest cheese from Jasper Hill. Yeah, the Jasper Hill. Oh, it was so good. And then, you know, so I set that out with some really beautiful apples and some oranges for snacks while I made some pasta because you had this really great shaped pasta in there. And then you had some meat from Dixon's far Farm Stand Meat. Sauteed that with uh, some of the onions that were in this thing. The only thing I didn't use was the sweet potato. Um, and then there was some really good yogurt. So I just mixed that all into the pasta. And then there was fresh mint. So I mixed that in. I know it sounds weird, but it was actually so good. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> it was really good. Um, so thank you for that. And, and you did have recipes in there. I did see it. But I was like kind of in a rush. And I feel like you get to be playful. It, it, it allows you to, you know, if I were shopping in a market, if I crashed through there, I would have come up with a different um but probably still you know fairly good selection it, it opened my eyes in in ways that i didn't realize you know about cooking i mean yogurt <laughs> with with the products we include in the box um we try to bring you things you would need anyway which you would buy in another supermarket right, on a right. weekly basis it's not a specialty box or a gift box um mm -hmm. which you find many out there uh, whole foods is or you know giving out gift or offering gift boxes um but it is what you actually would buy um every week again lettuce yeah. greens um you know potatoes pasta, yeah it's a well-rounded yes. um, selection to make a meal and that out is of. something we we feel really strongly about to um offer something what people need on a regular basis right, to prepare right. their food You're rather kind than of specialty things I like that because, you know, I, I find that a lot of people just aren't really sure what a whole meal should be mm -hmm. or could be, um, you know, or sweet potatoes. What do I do with them? It's the same, you know, it's type of thing you might get from a CSA, but it seems um, easier to put together because there's no pasta or, say, you know, in a typical CSA share. Right. And no uh, yogurt. If you, you know, have a CSA with a produce farm, you... Probably, probably not going to have yogurt. yogurt. <laughs> you know, well, we've seen some, you know, add-ons right, that you could do. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, have you guys ever been a member of a CSA? I'm just curious. 
I've worked on a farm that that ha- was so a CSA you, farm. So you so put I've been together on the other CSA side. shares. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been a member of a CSA. Yeah, I tried some of the you know food delivery services out there. You tried them in preparation so for you know for what we are doing. For what you're doing. What yeah. were you inspired? Why were you inspired to to start this up? Well, it, it was basically um, the service is something which I wished would exist. Um, a year ago, I live in the Upper West Side, which is actually an area with, which has a lot of good grocery stores. Um, but for and someone who works, yeah. you know, um, from eight to eight or something, um, it is really hard to hit farmers markets and you know smaller stores which exist and which sell amazing local f- products. Right. But in order to have every week those products, you need to do several stop grocery well you have to go to several stores in order to get all the stuff you need and I don't have the time for that right now um, and I think a lot of people don't have the time to um, schedule their day in order to hit several stores to get their local products from the farmers market or from other stores so mm-hmm. we basically target those people who would love to eat local good tasting local products but who don't have the time necessarily to go to a farmer's market before 3 p.m., for yeah. example. Or it's not close to your office. Right, or it's not yeah. close to your office. I think that, you know, it, you're you're very right. I mean, there's so many different types of shoppers and different ways you can shop right now. It's really exciting to see um, this model come about. And also, the thing about delivering, that you, because you guys deliver... Um, right. instead of having to go to a communal drop-off area. Like, like I keep saying, comparing it to CSAs, but right. you know, that's that's um, that's a big perk, especially if you're, like, disabled and you, you can't shop anyway. And But you still want to cook. You don't want to order out and, you know, get Chinese food every night. <laughs> I mean, we, we strongly believe that there are a lot of amazing products out there already. And one of the issues is convenience for many people. Um, also, f- you know, CSAs are highly, you know, a lot of people get them and love them, but often you have to pick them up somewhere. Um, often you get, you know, too much of one product. And we basically try to overcome that convenience factor and basically bring it to you. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no excuse anymore um, that you won't get those products you would like to eat. Kate, what was your motivation for, um, l- I guess, leaving the world of restaurant foraging for personal foraging? <laughs> so in between working for restaurants over the past few years, I've also spent a lot of time working for farms at Green Market. And this past summer, I worked for this totally amazing farm that I just love so much. It's called Maxwell's Farm. They're from New Jersey. They grow incredible produce that winds up in a lot of restaurants all over New York. And I spent the whole summer working full-time at the markets, talking with people about how they cook and what they cook and why they shop at the market. And it it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life to engage with people on a daily basis about how to cook things and how to store things. I think the most gratitude I experienced over the summer is when I told people how they should store basil to keep it well. I said, don't put it in your fridge. My God, don't put it in your fridge. Keep it the way you would keep fresh flowers and it'll last for a week or two weeks. And I would have customers come back to me the next week and say, oh my gosh, my basil, it lasted me all week. I'm so excited. It didn't go, you know, it didn't go bad. And 
you know, that I would have the experience of somebody looking at um, some new thing, you know, these tiny little fairy tale eggplants and saying, oh, how do you cook these things? And I loved being able to help people cook the way that they wanted to cook. So I came into this feeling like I want everybody to be able to cook with this amazing produce, even if they don't live near a farmer's market or even if they need a little bit of help. And that's why every box comes with recipes, but not just recipes, um, you know, tips about, okay, here's how to make a grapefruit thyme cocktail. You know, if you just have a little bit of time left and, you know, half a grapefruit and but also storage tips about, okay, here's your loaf of bread, but here's how you should store it. And if, okay, maybe you have a meeting, you know, you have evening meetings coming up and then your parents are in town. Okay, slice the bread and put it in a Ziploc bag and it's going to keep for two weeks in your freezer. Or, you know, here's how long you should keep your meat in the fridge before you can store it in the freezer. Or here's how to dry herbs so that you can keep them around. You know, just kind of setting people up for success. Um, Just plain, simple ideas that aren't overwhelming and just kind of help people cook the way that they want to cook. I, I love that little addition in each box. Uh, would we, you call it? Yeah. We, we basically add what, add those tips. Um, that's what actually people would ask the farmer at the farmer's market. Since right, right. it's an online business, it's rather hard, hard to ask us. So we yeah, no, of try course. to answer those questions so right you're from at, the start. So you're at Bill Maxwell's farm for Union Square Yep. Wednesday, Grand Army Saturday, and whatever uh, else. Union Square Monday, uh, mm-hmm. up at DAG near the UN on Wednesdays, and That's Grand a Army busy, on Sunday. Yeah, so you were there. You were at a market, uh, farmers market stand, like four or five days a week. Yeah, and yeah, I've you, you know I've worked for a lot of different farms. I've worked for Buried Treasure and uh, Cayuga. Um, working for Cayuga, you know, it's the dried beans, it's the grains. People really don't know what to do with these things. So that was a great experience. Yeah. About just kind of logging the hours of figuring out how do people cook. And what, what are their questions exactly. they can target. Well, very cool. We're going to just have a quick little musical interlude, and we'll be right back chatting more about Quincipal. You're listening to R&R by Peels on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins from Fairway Markets. You know, there's no more telling aspect, no more revealing virtue of a group of people having evolved in a lovely way than how they feed themselves, how they entertain, how they put food on the table, what they put on the table. Heritage Radio Network provides the clearest evidence that there's hope for us yet. Heritage Radio is like Fairway Market in that we both care deeply about what you're having for dinner tonight. Heritage Radio Network is not just about food, though. Every time I tune in, I learn something about things other than food, too. Architecture, design, stuff like that. But from where I stand, I still say, if you can't eat it, what's the point? For more information, please visit fairwaymarket.com.
All right, we're back with Marcus Jacoby, uh, Kate Galassi of the newly started up startup, <laughs> Quintiple. <laughs> um, now, before I get into some embarrassing, more embarrassing questions, I do need to figure out when, where, how to sign up. What, what's, what's the deal? Well, it I'm just going to give you my phone number and everybody should just call me. No, no, no don't, don't do that. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> no, I mean our URL or website is www.quintiple.com. Quintiple. What does that mean? It is a made-up name, actually. We brainstormed. Do you have quince? Quince is in it. Quince is every week in the box. Well, just You not better really. love quince. <laughs> I actually don't. No, it is a great word. I mean, it is a mixture of, you know how a word feels and what can you do from a branding perspective, etc. So I, I do feel that kind of going along with the, the special, very unique and seasonal and local for here, uh, flair of quince, that it kind of mirrors like what, how you guys like really carefully and thoughtfully and personably choose the, your, your farmers and all the makers here and, and the products that you're getting and how to cook them and, and everything like that. It's, it's it's not just your average, you know, grocery store like experience. It's it's something that has like a very unique signature. So it's like a quince is what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I have this embarrassing question series where um, what is the ultimate romantic date meal in 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 your vision, in your dream world. I'm going to let Marcus take that one first. <laughs> okay. I have to think about that. Well, I mean, you know, lately, mostly what we've been eating is what's in the box. And, uh, you know, Marcus is cooking for his uh, pregnant wife. So I think I think that's pretty romantic that he goes home with, you know, a sweet potato every night and, oh, you know, nice. cooks for her. Yeah, I did actually this, like last night, we did the same thing than you probably did. On mm-hmm. the weekend, the trumpet the, pasta is pasta yeah. with um, the ground beef. Is that? Oh, right? and I forgot the cremini mushrooms. And well, onion. I haven't used them yet. Actually, I, I put that in there too, and the yogurt and mint. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Is, okay. So whatever um, feed helps like your pregnant wife is that that kind of the the drill? that is right now the perfect. Well, yeah. There, yeah, the there are a few things she nourishing. doesn't. She doesn't. Um, Want it, want to eat right now, mm-hmm. or she doesn't feel like eating. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever makes her feel comfortable. Whatever, whatever the lady <laughs> says. I like that answer. It's the best date date meal for us right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think, Kate? Um, well, I my first job in uh, New York in the food world, I worked for Rick's Picks. Um, pickler of all things local we've had them here on this show yeah and um i love making pickles and in my mind there's nothing more romantic than an afternoon of making pickles nice (laughs) so um i spent a lot of time dilly beans are you know one of my specialties but i also like um doing pickled fennel pickled brussels sprouts um those are radishes yeah Yeah. all right i I like that so what would you put together pickles in any like sort of certain meal or just like just just open up jars and jars and reach in with your hands and crunch on pickles i mean you can you can definitely go that route i think that that could make you know set you up for a great erotic story right there but um my favorite thing to um 
put uh, to use pickles for is tacos. So oh, yeah, um, totally. my roommate, roommate and I, we throw some really great tacos parties. That's a great way to use them. Put them, put them all out there. And uh, yeah, it's so much better than like what iceberg lettuce is. What, that's right. what I grew up right. with thinking tacos at. Um, <laughs> so very cool. And do you have this where like right when you seal a jar, it sounds like you make kind of like cold packed pickles with the dilly beans? And, I do both. I do yeah. um, refrigerator pickles and shelf stable. Okay. I always feel like such a jerk if I open the jar within like a, a, a week or so or a month even after I seal it. Cause I'm like, okay, this is good for forever. So why would I even open it now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's that, uh, there's that piece in the new Lucky Peach about the aged canned goods. Did you see that? Where it's like you want to age your sardines for like 10 years for maximum flavor. You could do the same Is thing that, with pickles. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't think you really want to do it with pickles, but you could. I, I think it's okay, though. I think that it's probably saying something. It's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So I... <laughs> You guys have very different answers. I like I like that approach. <laughs> that's the that's the strength of uh, the business. Who is the resident recipe writer? Because those were good sounding recipes, even though I didn't follow it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's me. That's yeah. me. I write the recipes, and they're going to be different each week. That's different recipes every week. I spend my weekends writing recipes. That's and a different little tip sheet too. Mm-hmm. So. And how many, like three or four recipes or something like that? We're shooting for five or six recipes every week, plus, you know, a few tips. Um, Plus, you know, just kind of ideas sprinkled in there of like, okay, yeah, I've got this butternut squash. Well, there's some shove in the box. Like, ooh, Christini. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe you don't need a full recipe for that. Maybe you just need a tip. But, you know. Mm -hmm. What was, because I can't, I don't have them in front of me right now. But what was your suggestion for the sweet potatoes? Because I didn't use it yet. So uh, the two recipes that we had for the sweet potatoes were, were a sweet potato hash, you know, so Sunday morning brunch comes around and you want to cook for your friends, a hash with the ground beef, sweet potatoes, onions, top it with a fried Ooh, egg. Right um, on. Okay. And then the other thing we had was a roasted sweet potato and tangerine salad with a little bit, those baby lettuces that were in the box and some shaved red onion. Oh, wow. Hey, that sounds really good. You've never worked in a kitchen, right? Just just on the... I have worked in a kitchen, but, you know, very briefly before okay. I made it into the sourcing side. Um, for the past couple of years, I've had a very informal supper club. So that's mm-hmm. where most of my cooking energy goes. Oh, I see. Cool. Um, so I have to ask this, though. Why not do Quincible for chefs? If, if there's, like, some way to... to um, more efficiently um, and, 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 you know, kind of like scale up individual foragers, which is what you did for a few restaurants? Uh, we're not discounting the idea that maybe we would do that one day. Um, you know, we are keeping all of our options open. We're really excited to work on more projects down the road. But for right now, we really want to put all of our energy into making the best box that we can. For people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe chefs. I don't know for yeah. their families. Um, the thing about the thing about chefs is every chef has a totally different style. I've worked with a lot of different chefs, and you know that's part of the beauty about being a forager. But sometimes the best way to be a forager for a chef is to think like the chef. You kind of try and absorb all of their quirks and ideas, so that when you're out in the world, you're thinking the way that they think. And so yeah. sometimes it can be hard to think for you know lots of different kinds of chefs because they want a lot of different kinds of things. And I, I imagine that a lot of them want to have their own 
uh, if not themselves, because I've heard a lot of chefs go themselves, you know, they have to, or their sous chef does, then somebody from their staff that they, like, know and trust. That, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's exactly. their thing. Well, well, it sounds like an exciting promise, though, and I hope that, you know, as this whole field progresses, which it surely is, and uh, it's becoming broader, and the uh, field of, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Is there, like, a category for this Not service? Yet. Not yet. Farm no. uh, CSA delivery market boxes something uh, weekly subscription I don't know because everyone has a very so my point was it, everyone sort of has a very different unique style and take on it and it's exciting to see it grow and flourish and um, yeah I'll watch out for how how Quincipal develops too because I'm feeling with your background, you never know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much for guys for coming on air. Um, definitely check out quincipal.com and get your hands on a box. Um, thank you for giving me one because it was really yummy. You're welcome. All right. Thank thank you. Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> Thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Let's Eat In. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>